0: Not really a three-hour time difference, maybe three minutes down the road, is uh, Jerry's Abra Autobody here in Mankato. And we've got Gerilyn and Jerry in studio with me. How are both of you doing? Fantastic. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks
1: for having us. And happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. Oh Thank you for your service. Absolutely. So a lot of businesses are closed today, observing. We're open. You're open?
0: We are open. Yeah. We always need our
2: vehicles and fixed. we're both veterans, too. <laughs> Are you really? We both
0: are. I did not know
1: that. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your service.
0: My goodness. Uh, Laura back at the shop holding things down? She's
1: holding the fort down.
0: Well, good. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming and spending some time with our listeners today. One of the reasons that I wanted to get you both in here is to talk about the award that you won. Um, Let's do that a little bit first and kind of find out because if people have been around the area for a while, uh, they may have... Had a vehicle or two or three or more <laughs> come through Jerry's Abra Auto Body here in Mankato. Um, and tell us a little bit about the award that you won because it's a national award won right here by a business in Mankato.
1: Yeah, it uh, was overwhelming when we received it. We were not expecting it. Um, it's based upon uh, your CSI, your customer service, your uh, involvement in the community, um, the years of service, a little bit has to do with it, involvement. Um, there's several things they looked at it. I'm not sure of all of the criteria that they looked at. But philanthropic is another part of it okay. um, that they look at that how you give back to the community. And so we strongly believe in that.
0: Right. I know that I was I was telling somebody the last time that I was with you both was when you gave away a car yeah. to a veterans. Right. like a family. That is correct. Last year, I believe it was yeah. recycled rides. Yeah. And that's a really great. Uh, you've done that before.
1: Yes, what was that, 14th or 15th car? We have done quite a few over the years. Mm -hmm. It's a great program. We have not gotten a car donated to us this year from the insurance industry, but we ended up, um, during the event where the award was given, Mm -hmm. they did give away three recycled rides there to families down in Orlando. So we were able to give a gift card to donate it to the car as $500 for groceries and things like that. So at least we got a little bit out of our budget for that.
0: That's nice. Now, I know, I I think it was Dan, the car guy from MVAC, who I had him here, I think it was last week, I was telling him I was going to be talking to you. So, yeah, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about, um, well, with that award, you ended up going to accept it where? And and what did you get to do?
1: Uh, Just Orlando, and we were surprised by it. Actually, I was trying to get us a flight out earlier than going to the banquet. um, And they said, no, you can't leave. So we stuck around and... uh, (laughs) We were overwhelmed. It was the last award of the night, and the big guy was even crying.
0: So you didn't know prior to going no. to the banquet?
1: No idea. no idea. Really? Didn't even know they were giving the award out.
0: Well, it's a good thing you stuck around. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did that mean to you, Jerry? It was, it was overwhelming and, and a shock, total yeah. shock, you know. Um, it's just something we didn't expect. Well, and, and a lot of the average stores are very good. Shops, you know, I'd uh, have a good reputation, and there uh, we had to compete against them. Yeah.
0: Did you go in with a competition? Did you have to enter in, or were they just watching what you were
1: doing? No, it just they just watch you, um, oh. kind of see where you, you're constantly being numbered. That even means driven. more, I think, yeah. when you
0: don't try to win something and, and an award is given to you. You know?
1: Yeah. We uh, totally surprised by it.
2: Yeah, we had no idea. Wow. Even when we sat at the bank, home, we didn't go And you
0: had to get up on stage then? And, yeah, we did. And then did. accept the award? Yeah. yeah. I've seen some photos of, of your family up there.
1: Yep. I'm glad Laura could go up there with us as well. All
0: right. Got to be so proud. Uh, there's a lot we're going to talk about today. Um, one of those things I want to start with, kind of a history of the business, because I love when you get a chance to tell your story, and it culminates in an award like this. Not everybody gets an award like this, but tell me about the story of how... How you started the business
2: well in 1971 i was uh going to college when when my first wife was alive then too we both were and i was working part-time full-time at at a body shop in mancano they went bankrupt and uh, i I borrowed five thousand dollars from my dad and we started the business Um, and we continued to grow after that we've been very involved in uh, technical training uh, equipment, uh, you know, we were up to date on all the repair procedures and stuff like that, and they have been ever since. And mm-hmm. the employees have uh, got training. Uh, we're an ICAR Gold Class shop, which means everybody has to go through so many hours of training uh, a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, we received an award two years ago, I believe it was, for being the 10th shop in the US and Canada to have that uh, ICAR Gold Class for 30 consecutive years. Wow.
0: And so with um, with that, there's a lot of innovations that have come through the years and which is why you need to have that training continually because cars have gone from backyard mechanics fixing it to we've got computers and things that the average person does not understand how they work and your techs have to be up to date. You have to be up to date on all of that. Yeah. It's a learning curve there.
2: We used to be able to do our own oil changes and change our <laughs> spark plugs and <clears throat> they don't do that anymore.
0: <laughs> no, no. And so to keep up with all of that, um, you've got staff that you have to train. You keep up on it. And, and then your daughter decides to join the business with you. Can you talk a little bit about uh, that decision? For I, She's not here. She's probably listening, going, oh, my gosh, here we go. Yeah. But um, hi, Laura. Uh, I know that a lot of times when families own businesses um, – you wonder, is, is the business going to continue after we're are gone? What kind of legacy are we leaving?
1: Exactly. I remember Laura when she was 10 years old. Um, Jerry was out of town and we had a snowstorm. So I packed the two kids up and we go to town at 4 in the morning to plow snow. So the two kids are in the office and then school's delayed. So I'm working out there still moving snow. And I come in and Laura's got a piece of paper there with a car that's being towed in. And, and she's 10. My son's sleeping under the desk, and she <laughs> and I talked to the gentleman. He goes, oh, my gosh, that gal, she was really helpful. She, She's 10 years old, and she's always wanted to be a part of the business. Wow. Um, she's always loved it. She loves the cars. She loves the part where he talks about um, digging into the repair procedures. You know, what do you have to do if we're doing this? Is it a one-time-use bumper? She's always keeping herself informed on that Mm -hmm. and research, 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 which is right up her alley too. Um, So she's going to do a great job. It's hard, I think, when you look at this, because you built something that you want to be a legacy. Mm -hmm. Um, You want your name on it, and it's some businesses, you know, you see them sell and it's not the same anymore. Right, right, absolutely. And we don't want to lose that personal touch. So I think she's going to do a great job of carrying that on for us. Anything to say on that, Jerry?
2: No, I think she got it pretty well done there, <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> and, and, and she did that too well while, while she was going to college here at Bethany and at Minnesota State. Uh, she worked part time with us at that time too, and she comes in on weekends and does a lot of work too. Uh, comes in early in the morning, like Jerry does, um, before the before the office opens up. Gets some stuff done because once the office opens, it gets crazy. Yeah, it's busy and with lots of changes.
0: Um, I hope you're going to stick around for a couple of minutes because I do want to talk about the fact that um, about the uh, women's industry network that you're involved in. And uh, yeah, I, I want to know all about that. We've got our friends here from Jerry's Abra in Mankato, legends in the collision repair industry locally and now nationally as well, winning this national award. We'll be right back here. It's KTOE Mankato, Lisa Kay, middays. Middays with Lisa Kay here on KTOE. And our guests today from Jerry's Abra in Mankato, Jerry and Jerry, Geraldine and Jerry. I love the Jerry and Jerry Cotshrotty. Thank you for coming in. Uh, let's talk a little bit about um, the WIN, Women's Industry Network. And, Gerilyn, you were one of the founders of that. What is it and why? Women's
1: Industry Network, uh, when we started, I think, about 12 – well, I actually worked, I started working about 14 years ago on this. Um, there were women in the meeting rooms, but not a lot of us. Um, and so it was an untouched resource. And you look at the rental industry, car rental industry, you look at insurance industry – teachers, they're, uh, women teachers, students, and we were trying to promote women into the collision industry. There was a technician started starting at that time, mm. and we could just see the value of supporting each other and mentoring each other. And um, that was the real trigger point for us, is mentoring other women and younger women to find a career path within our great industry. Um, so we had uh, a gentleman actually had the first conference for women and it was a great event. It was fun. It was in Arizona, sat around the fire pit and having a glass of wine at night and just networking and enjoying each other's company. And he challenged us to do this. Mm-hmm. So Kathy Mello out of California and I took the lead on it and we brought other key people in that we knew. One was an attorney that did personal injuries and did, taught classes to the collision industry. One uh, was an executive to uh, ASE, which I think you've seen the signs for. So uh, Margaret was uh, ICAR, which does industry training, and she was an attorney. So she came in. Uh, Diane Roanhouse out of Michigan, she was a shop owner. Jeannie Silver out of Chicago, a shop owner. We brought all these great women together. And the focus was to get scholarships to the girls, to get them into school, Mm -hmm. Uh, start attracting them about eighth grade. Oh wow! And bringing them in, and um, it's kind of fun now of the years watching Laura grow into it.
0: Right. I was wondering, did that have anything to do uh, with her decision and being empowered as a woman to be able to, yeah, do that? We can do I, that.
1: We can do that. I strongly think so. Um, she was in my car, you know, and I'm talking on the phone on the way home from work or wherever we went. You know, she was basketball player at that time and going back and forth to practice. So she almost feels like she's part of when, and it, that passion comes out when she's on a board call or whatever. It's like, no, that's not what the founding mothers wanted. Oh. You know, they want it. You know, so she's really. Uh, I'm proud of her. I would love that to just see gave her. Me yeah, <laughs> I would love to see her be the chairman. Uh, Step behind. You know, that would be awesome for me. But it's her career path. Yeah. See what she does with it, and uh, it, it's a great organization. Um, there, I think they're about 700 members now which is pretty cool uh, they have a conference annually and the big thing is to the, have mentors that work with girls in post-secondary schools and secondary schools and they're giving them scholarships of tools and everything else and they're right now we were just talking to a couple of the girls they're working on trying to find pink mechanics gloves to give oh. a lot of these students that apply for their scholarship as a gift oh cool. so it's kind of cool stuff. And I think you'll see them on the shelves pretty soon because I think they're working. They're going to get something done.
0: Good. (laughs) Absolutely good. Do you think that you've seen a a great growth then in women in the industry? And I want to ask about how you got started in the industry too.
1: Oh boy. Um, I see a lot of growth and we have a lot of women in our store. Um, we don't have any technicians right now. They're women's, but we do have a detail quality QC. That's a gal estimator. That's a gal, uh, Heather in the front office is incredible. She has knowledge of cars. She works on the car with her dad. She's a great advocate for the con- the customer with the back. She communicates there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kylie does an outstanding job doing final bills and the scans and interpreting the scans. So we've got a really strong woman base in our organization which I think is really important. Um, I started out in the male-dominated world my entire you know it's army um, construction. And then I went into towing and mechanical and then Mm -hmm. to working with this wonderful man at Jerry's. (laughs) So um, I have had a great, I love cars. I love working in the industry.
0: Have you always had that mechanical mind of like, how do things work? Can I take it apart, put it back together? Kind What's wrong with it?
1: Yeah, kind of. My mom, my dad was never the guy that fixed it around the house, but my mom fixed everything. Um, So I, I could see her if the toaster didn't break, she'd get it to work. Right. You know, because we couldn't really afford to have somebody come in and fix the TV or sure. anything else. So she, she could, I've seen her chase tubes in the TV when I was a kid, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: My goodness. Um, I don't know if you guys have time to stick around for the, the next segment or not. Do you, have, do you have to be back in the... Yeah, I'm fine. You're fine. Good, because I want to talk about the changes that we've seen and where we're going in the industry um, coming up in the next segment, if you'll be willing to stick around with me. Sure. Excellent. All right. We've got Jerry and Jerry Cotshody, owner of Abra's uh, here in Mankato, who just won an award. Local business might have used them. Um, You know, I mean, none of us, none of us really want to get our vehicle into an accident, but I guess we're heading towards that time of year, right? We've got deer. And... Lots (laughs) of deer. Is there? Are are you seeing a lot of that right now? Yes. We have all summer. All summer. Oh, great. I'm going to knock on something because I haven't done that yet, but I know where I can go. got some friends in the business. A coyote? A coyote? <laughs> At least it wasn't that moose. Did you see that moose roaming around <laughs> Lake Crystal? Yeah, there were some photos of that. We'll be right back here on KTOE. It's Middays with Lisa K. Back on KTOE, Lisa K. in studio. It is 1041, and a good conversation today with local business owners. We've got Jerry and Jerry Cotshotty in. Uh, They've won an award. It's a national award as ABRA Franchisee of the Year, which is cool. So we thought, you know what? Let's learn a little bit about them, have them over here on KTOE. And uh, we're off air talking about all things vehicles. I'm learning so much just off air. We should have just left the microphone on. We had to pay some bills here. (laughs) But uh, thanks for coming in. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the staff that works at jerry's we, we just affectionately call it jerry's here um that kind of
2: takes both of you into consideration i think so yeah, it's been jerry's body shop for 52 years yeah so, never for the last last eight years so but we still are the owners of it yep. you know uh, just own the franchise uh we have 36 or 37 employees and we've got a lot of senior techs that have been with us forever. Mm -hmm. Uh, One just retired after 42 years. He came with direct out of uh, Mankato Technical School and just retired at the end of August, I guess it was. Um, We got a lot of other ones that got 10, 15, 20 years. Um, They all got good experience, they well-trained, they work hard, they got good work ethics, and they're also mentors for our intern type technicians that we have working with us too. And they, uh, and they help guide them on the repair procedures because not any tech can fix certain vehicles or certain type of hits. It takes, takes uh, technology and uh, to how to fix it properly, and how to weld them properly. Uh, electronics today in these cars is challenging. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there's a lot more to learn, I guess, now in different areas, like you said, welding, technology, all of that, with the computers that are in vehicles, uh, you've seen a lot of changes over the years. Can I ask a little bit about these electric vehicles? Everybody's talking EVs and how cool they are, and how does somebody in the industry kind of feel about the electric vehicles, especially in the industry that you're in, where you're going to end up fixing things?
2: I'm going to let Jerry answer that, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you <laughs> we're not buying an electric vehicle currently.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, I want to know why, I mean, from the people that work in the industry.
1: It's... Uh, There's a big learning curve with it, and it's a safety issue as well. Okay. So when you start to repair the vehicle, you have to make sure you're following protocol. First thing is when a car comes in that's an electric vehicle, um, even the hybrids, but we isolate, um, or not isolate, we label the car as being electric. Mm -hmm. So everybody has a flag. So we put a uh, cone on the hood or the roof so they know this is so only certain people can touch this car, and you have to be very careful around it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you disconnect the battery, or you do any other repairs, or it comes in on the tow truck from a, an impact that's been pretty significant, we have to monitor the battery heat and the, the CO that comes off of that vehicle, so we have devices. So if we see a spike in temperature or change in it, we have to isolate the vehicle, how hard is that to do when you're... Uh, You've are you got a manager that's going out there, and Eric would do that, or our okay. mechanic would just keep an eye on it. Um, and then it's a 16-foot isolation around the vehicle, which right now every inch is uh, valuable to us. All right. So um, and, you know, we have a lot of entry-level kids, and so we have a couple that are going to uh, South Central, so they come in in the afternoons. And all these kids are curious when you see a new car come in and you kind of want to look and you just really get nervous. If you haven't been through the training, Mm -hmm. um, you really have to be careful so you don't touch the wrong thing at the wrong time. Um, Oh, boy. OSHA requires us to have a hook in case someone gets connected to the car. Oh, sure. Um, And then we have lineman gloves, which you have to watch the expiration because they will deteriorate oh, they break down okay. break down mm-hmm. so and you can't always see the cracks so if they're expired we either buy new ones or rotate them in and get them reinspected and then to return back to us so there's quite a bit to it just for the safety standpoint the repair the cosmetic repair is just about the same as anything mm-hmm. um, they're really kind of cool under the hood um, there's not much under the hood so it's a different <laughs> repair situation there too. We do have two of our techs right now going through with iCar training. So they have to do, I think it's six or seven online classes. And then if they are proficient enough in there, then they will be going to uh, Hoffman Estates in Illinois and be one week on um, EV vehicle repair. Wow! So be hands-on with different models and different scenarios. So we're taking it seriously. Do we want to jump into the market? I don't know right now. Right. I don't know if we um, have the space. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do. We have done them. We have fixed them. Um, we're not seeing a lot of them right now. Right. But there yeah. are a lot of complications with it, and batteries too. Are they? You you can't. Jerry, you were saying can't recycle
0: those. They're not
2: recyclable. Yes.
0: Okay. So then, so
2: what do you do with the battery? I. We don't
0: know. Yeah. There's lots of questions that can be answered, I guess, and that's that's a steep learning curve
1: for your whole entire staff. Yeah. Um, but you know, we've been sitting through a lot of online classes. Um, you sat through one in Arizona or Orlando. Yep, I sat through that twice. Um,
2: yeah, it's been a, a lot of training involved in it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then when we get a car in, too, every car that comes in, we use all data, which is a repair procedure uh, a firm that uh, tells you what you have to do for every step uh, repair process, and that. Uh, uh, data goes out to the technician on every car that we fix. Wow! And they read, they read it. You can tell if they haven't read it because <laughs> the paper isn't dirty, but they come back dusty or dirty. Yeah, then you know. Then
0: yeah. You know. Uh, so that just begs the question of what does the future look like in the industry that you're working in, with job opportunities that are available for people that are, you know, in school or interested, and in how is the growth going to be?
1: Um, you know, I, I don't know. Ex- I, you're still going to need to be able to straighten things and remove and replace, but it's also going to open up the opportunity for computerized kids that are really strong in comu- computers and methodology in that with all of the ADAS and all of electronics in there. Um, and the manufacturers are not all streamlining the same direction. Mm-hmm. Um, at least now with the EVs, they're getting a universal plug-in. I think they're all using going to start using Teslas, or quite a few of them are, but um, it's you have to be able to communicate with it. And right now there's a big failure rate too, that you know the car looks good, drives good, all the lights are off, you take it for two days and all of a sudden something pops up. And it, it was refreshing to me because the industry averages about 20% failure on oh. the calibrations when oh, you wow. redo some of the stuff. So that's pretty big. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to improve with time, but um, we're below average, which is good, Uh, but it can happen. I mean, you can have everything looking good because you're plugging our computer system into the OBD port or to the computer system of the vehicle, and they're taking it, you know, talking to each other. So that, I mean, that is fascinating stuff that some of these kids, I think, would look at it it in the future as an opportunity for, uh, you don't have to Fix a car. You don't have you, to pick up a wrench. No. Yeah. And I can actually see the future being that the car is going to fix itself. You know, it starts having problems. Oh, it's going to, you know, <laughs> it, it's the ice or the EVs changing the whole mechanical field as well. You know, because you're not having a lot of the problems that you would have with the uh, ICE vehicle, huh. internal combustible engine. So it's changing. Wow. It's, it's fascinating. It's going to be fun to watch. There's
0: yeah. I keep going back to learning curve and. Uh, to have this, I didn't realize we had this much knowledge locally. That's refreshing, right?
1: Oh, the dealer uh, network has it too. I mean, it's it's we have to know all the yeah. all the vehicles um, that collision shops in the area do. But when you specialize in a dealership, they have the one. But it's, it's quite challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everybody brings all kinds of vehicles to you
0: mm-hmm. all the time, and so. they're right off
1: the showroom. I mean, it, you can drive it away from buying it and become a, in a collision. Wow. You yeah. Know? Yeah, that's true. We yeah. get it. Get him it, very it does fast happen. and furious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's laughing like it happens more than we know. Be careful when you're when you're driving away in your new vehicle. If people are looking for you and haven't had uh, uh, the opportunity to, to stop by and, and see the shop yet or uh, come out and have something fixed from you, where do we find you? And are you online? Do you? How do you want us to to locate
2: Jerry's Avenue? Auto well, Auto we're Auto located Auto. at 1671 Madison Avenue, and uh, you'll see a big American flag out front and. Uh, we're right on the corner, and Jerry can tell you about the, uh, the other how we're listening <laughs> with online and all that stuff.
1: Um, you can get us through Abra, uh, dot, or, uh, or just Google Jerry's Body Shop, Jerry's Abra. Um, we've been around so long, I don't even know. Yeah, how, telephone, no. we, we have live people answering our phone. That's we will, nice. know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's always helpful. Yep. So uh, we don't have to go through a switchboard or anything like that. So um, whoever answers the phones can get you going in the direction you need.
0: Congratulations on the award! I can see why. Uh, just such a wealth of knowledge and information, and we're so lucky to have you here in the community once again. Thank you for your service and your service to the community with Jerry's Abra here in Mankato, the Abra Franchisee of the Year right here in Mankato, Minnesota. Jerry and Geraldine Cotshotty, thank you so much for coming on Talk of the Town today. Thank you. Thank you for having us.